Good morning. I don't know why, but every time that I say that, do y'all any of y'all remember the movie Good Morning Vietnam? It always comes to my mind. Ask for prayer cards. If you, uh, who, who, who's ushering this day? Whoever's ushering? All right, prayer cards. If you need a prayer. Okay. All right. Children, summer schedule starts today. I guess I should say adults, parents, <laughs> starts today. One and two-year-olds meet in the three- and four-year-old classroom. All elementary kids, K-5 through 5th grade, meet in the fourth and fifth grade classrooms. Is that, sound, is that right? Does that sound right? Did I read that right? Okay, it says uh, one and two-year-olds please meet in the three and four-year-old classroom. Okay, and all elementary kids K-5 through fifth grade meet in the fourth and fifth grade classroom. Okay, all right. And remind you that uh, everywhere fun, fair, vacation Bible school begins next Sunday, June the 9th at 6 p.m. while y'all here in the Family Life Center and you can still, and this is for one-year-olds through fifth graders, begins at six, ends at 7.45 nightly. You can go to the website to register online. And I'm gonna be at annual conference being that, being that night and gonna miss all the Vacation Bible School kids, which I, I hate that, because I love to see the Vacation Bible School kids. So all you kids, make sure you do well so you can show Pastor Joseph what you, on the next Sunday, I believe, the following Sunday is when they'll do their, what they learned, so. All right, at 11 o'clock service, we're receiving Melody Woodward and Mark Owens into the fellowship of our church. Please, uh, when you see them, uh, welcome them officially. Okay, any, any announcements from the, anybody else? All right, let's, let's stand and sing.
about you. It's all about you. pray with me dear lord it is it is all about you lord you're the reason that we are here today you're the reason that we sing and the reason that we praise lord we shout your name this morning in highest praises and we thank you we thank you lord for everything that you have given us and everything that you will give us in the future lord even if it's a trial even if it's a hard time we thank you for that too lord we praise you throughout it all and we thank you that you were in the end will just lift us up so that we can be with you and glorify you in person. Lord, be with us this day and this week and help us just to remember that you are with us no matter what. In your name I pray. Amen. How many names can I use to explain? The love of my Jesus, the life that He gave, and so many times will I praise You today? I lift up my life, cause You're always the same. Every day I walk 
Good morning, and children, if you will join Michelle on the carpet. Good morning. Okay. Um, I have a question for you guys. Have you ever written or received a thank you note? Yes? No? Raise your hand. Yes? Yes? You've written a thank you note too. Well, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, our family kept, we, we had a visitor in our house. We kept Ryan's grandparents bird and his name is Solomon and um, so yesterday I'm, can I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this okay Ryan yesterday we got a thank you note from Solomon it says dear Ryan and Bailey thank you for taking care of me I like to visit with you fly safe Solomon bird and um, it just got me to thinking when we say our prayers at night, one of the things that we always do is we thank God for different things. Sometimes we thank God for our house. Sometimes we thank God for our bed. Sometimes we thank God, well, we always thank God for our family and friends. Um, but um, raise your hand if if you have either finished school or is this week is your last week of school. Yeah, last week of school. Ryan's last week of school was last week. And we gave Ryan's teachers some thank you notes and some little gifts to thank them for everything that they've done. Sometimes we get help and sometimes we give help, but it's always important to remember those who, thank, uh, those who help us. And sometimes thank you notes a good way. 
And a lot of times, and most days, a prayer is a great way. Okay, let's say a prayer, and then you can go back to your seats. Dear God, thank you for the school year and for our teachers and their patience and be with our parents this summer and give them patience in Jesus name amen Having prayer cards? Yeah. All right. Let's bow our heads. Prayer. Gracious God, hear the prayers of these thy people. Oh God, you are a great and awesome God. And we come before you this day to honor you, to seek your favor, to offer up our petitions. And we humbly come before you, O oh God. And we confess our sins individually and collectively this day. We know that you're the one and only true God. And yet we so easily follow after the latest trends and idols of this world. We confess that we pray more for ourselves than we do for others and are more concerned about pleasing others than we are in pleasing you. Forgive us, we pray, O God. Raise us up that we might know ourselves blessed. Send upon us the Holy Spirit that we might be guided in the way of truth. Enable our witness to lead others to know you and renew in us a desire to take care and to heal uh, those relationships that are broken. We pray this day, O oh Lord, for all those who are listed on our prayer list. There are many whose names are there. We praise you for the progress that's occurring in our soldier member, uh, Brett. We continue to lift him and his family. We praise you for uh, all those who are going to be participating soon in Vacation Bible School, we pray that it will be a blessing to us all. We pray, O oh God, that you would strengthen those who are weak in their bodies, give hope to those who are despaired in spirit, and comfort those who mourn and grant peace to the dying. We declare our faith and our presence at worship. And through these prayers, when we join together, as the Lord Jesus taught us to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
Well, you know, I've been asking for some suggestions about since it's summertime, this is when I like to do this. And I have, if I had the two so far, one was to talk about your spiritual gifts, uh, how to discern them and why they're important and all that. And that's what I'm preaching on today. The other one was uh, someone requested that we, that I speak on hell. <laughs> so I'm warning you ahead of time <laughs> when I get around to that one. It might be PG rated. I don't know. We'll have to see. But if you'll give your attention now to the Word of God as is, is found in Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, first letter, first chapter, first verse, it says, Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack <clears throat> any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, is faithful. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are thankful in so many ways. We're thankful for the breath of life itself. And we're thankful for this church that nurtures us. And for the people, the faces of Christ that we see when we look around within this church family, our family, and the community. And we pray, O oh Lord, that more would come to know and to experience the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And more would come to know their gift, the gift that God has given to them. We pray in your blessed name. Amen. I don't know if you ever look at ads, but I look at ads a lot, especially through denominational ads and stuff. I, I find them kind of interesting. If, you'll, if you ever look at, at denomination-type publications, you will see that they often ask for, uh, 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 you know, staff members, and they will say things like, we're looking for these dynamic, innovative, enthusiastic people who will come and be with our rapid, growing, wonderful church in this wonderful community with excellent facilities. And then one day I read an ad that went like this. Imperfect church, imperfect pastor, seeks imperfect staff members so that grace may abound. <laughs> I think that is more like it. I've, I thought that as far as our marketing campaign, we should probably put an uh, ad in a paper that says an imperfect church, imperfect pastors, imperfect members invites imperfect visitors that grace may abound. <laughs> Worship at 9 or 11. I think that we sometimes get caught up in all these euphemisms and forget that we're just ordinary folks that have become extraordinary because of God. 
And what Paul is, tells us when you read the whole letter of the Corinthian church, what Paul tells us is that these same people that he starts out saluting there in that opening, and he starts out talking about how they're saintly and they've, they've been blessed and all this stuff, when you read through the whole book, you'll find out that the people in, in, in Corinth were really pretty imperfect. In fact, uh, some of the uh, stuff that had been carried on in that church, you would probably find X-rated. Nevertheless, Paul says that they are rich in what God has given them, and that is spiritual gifts. And it's important for us to know that we are rich in spiritual gifts. And implied in this biblical passage are a couple convictions I want to lift up for you today. And the first conviction is just that, that we are God's gifted people. God's gifted people. Roberto Clemente was one of the greatest baseball players ever. And when he was in his very first year as a rookie, he showed great promise and he was actually interviewed uh, in New York when they had a game there. He played for Pittsburgh Pirates. And the, the reporter interviewed him. And during the interview, the reporter started comparing him to great baseball players. And remember, he was in his rookie year. And any rookie would have been flattered, I'm sure, with such a comparison, and undoubtedly he was too. But when the reporter finally finished speaking, and he had a chance to speak, Roberto said, Nonetheless, I play like me. I play like Roberto Clemente. At the time, that didn't necessarily mean a whole lot. But you see, it means a whole lot because, in other words, God has given each of us a special gift that sets us apart from others. Like snowflakes, no two of us are alike. There is only one of you. There's only one of me. Each of us is different. And each, is a, each of us have something special to share with other people. You know, I've found out that all too often uh, when we get up in the mornings and we think about how to face today and we think about how to be a good Christian in the world today, I think oftentimes we think in terms of duty and obligation. Now, how much better would it be if we didn't think that way? If we thought that what God has given us is a gift, a gift that we should express gratitude for, express joy for, and then our, our attitude in approaching the day would be to anticipate what is God's plan for us that day. What opportunities will God open up for us that day to use the gift or gifts that God has given to us? We each have a special gift. Another conviction implied just in those first few scriptures are that the spiritual gifts that God gives us are rich in variety. They're rich in variety. And if we band together to use these gifts, we will build up the church. That's the reason the gifts were given to us. But unfortunately, oftentimes, we look, instead of doing that, we look to see if we can find a superman among us or a superwoman. Now, the superman mentality is deeply bedded in the American culture. The original Superman did not come from Krypton, as 
we've been told, but really was created in 1934 by two imaginative Cleveland high school students, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. And Superman survived the Great Depression and has been with us ever since and has been with us in many, many knockoffs and other things. Just the whole culture of superheroes started with Superman. Of course, we've had Superboy and Supergirl and Superwoman and Superdog. And coming soon at a theater near you is Man of Steel. And as many times as I've seen Superman movies, when I saw the trailer for that one, I thought, i got to go see that. How we wish that we could find a super person among us to lead the way, to solve our problems. But you see, what we have is really something better. God has given each of us a role in the church, and God has given us a variety of gifts. And through the gift that each of you possess, we can build up the church better than any superman. We have many, many gifts listed in this uh, uh, letter. Uh, in chapter 12, you will find a whole long list of them. But in the very few uh, scriptures there, uh, verses there in that first scripture, you'll see that Paul calls out two. He names two that the people there have. One is speech and one is knowledge of every kind. He reminds them right off the bat that everybody has the gift of speech, almost everybody. And almost everybody has the gift of knowledge. And these are just normal gifts, you might think, but they're given to you to build up the church. Paul makes sure that the church at Corinth knows that they are a place, not a social club, but a church, a divine appointed place. And their gifts are important for the building up of the church. Just think about our congregation. Now, you probably not thought of it this way, but there's lots of gifts in this congregation. There's the gifts, uh, there's people who know how to work with their hands. There's people who know how to organize. There's people who know how to care for this building. There are people who know how to prepare food. There are people who know how to organize and be hospitable. There are people who know how to assist in worship, who sing and play instruments. There are people who have the gift of visitation uh, the gift of cheer, the, the gift of stewardship, those who have sound minds, business minds. There's the gift of just being lighthearted. A jokester, you know, a jokester has, is a gift because that is someone who makes us to, to take away some of our cares. We do not need a superman because we have a rich variety of spiritual gifts in our midst. Now, not only has God given each one of us a gift, and not only do we have a variety of spiritual gifts here, but when these gifts are exercised with vigor, the whole church is strengthened. One-time coach of a very successful University of Oklahoma football team in the 40s, Bud Wilkinson, once described football this way, and I, I think it's... A, it's Really interesting. He said football was where 50,000 people who desperately need exercise watch 22 people who desperately need rest. <laughs> that is, there's no better description. I believe his description also might aptly apply to the way 
congregations work sometimes. We have a whole lot of people who are not participating while a few participate. How much better it would be if all the people of God who are able, not just a few, would exercise their gift so that the whole body of faith would be built up and strengthened and enriched. Paul is in effect saying every person, every person called by Jesus Christ into this body is given a gift. And every person is to employ that gift on behalf of the whole body, thus make it, making it function more smoothly, giving it power and ability to do great things. And when we exercise our gifts to that end, uh, the church is built up. Now, in a few months, coming out of the vision in session, was the desire that we present a study on how to understand and discern your gifts. And so look for that from the education uh, group. Uh, so if you have any doubt uh, what your gift might be, uh, you should be part of this group. And be, so be on the lookout for more information about that. You know, good stewardship is not just about money. It's about the use of our talents for the whole body, to build the whole body up. You know, I know that many times, and some of you might be sitting out there right now thinking, I still don't know exactly what my gift is. Well, here's something I have found out, is that most people's gift is already being used in some capacity outside the church. And usually it's being used from the very beginning as a child and through uh, school. And it takes sometimes a long time in adulthood to understand that you have this gift. Often the only thing one needs to do is to see what they like to do, to think about clearly what they like to do or what they have been told that they do well, to discover their gift for the church. For example, if you sing in the shower, and you've been singing in the shower for a long time, ever since you was a little kid, maybe one of your gifts is singing. And maybe you should use it in the choir or praise band of the church. If you're good with your hands, maybe you need to put them to use in the church. Maybe it's in being a greeter or an usher. Maybe it's in preparing something or helping to work around the church. If you like to be around children, why are you spending all your time around adults? Maybe you need to be part of a Sunday school class or a vacation Bible school class. Maybe that's where your gift is. Now, I could go on and on, and I will tell you that I also struggled with my own understanding of what gift, my gift is. And after I followed my call into ministry, I started looking back and realizing that I, this gift was there present with me from the very beginning. When I listened to story, family stories, when I, when I thought about the fact that um, 
I like to be the center of attention. <laughs> when I found out that, I recalled that in high school I was on the debate club, that I used to go around in uh, college and speak to groups to try to get them to do things like have a beer bash. <laughs> yeah, okay. The thing is, is that I really like standing up in front of people and running my mouth. And so when I was in business, you know, you'd have these store meetings with the employees, and for some reason, I always end up giving them, not, the, not my boss, not the store manager, but as an assistant manager, he'd say, you go do that. I loved it. I loved standing up and talking to people. Looking back, I see that I had a gift for gab. I even at one time was with a group uh, political stuff and got myself elected to be a delegate to the state convention. Now, can you believe that? Now when I look back and see and think about who I supported then I think God because absolutely crazy wasn't I that I believed that those are the politics I used to have. But anyway the thing is everybody has a gift. They have a gift and it can be used outside to make money in the world or it can be used inside the church to make glory to God. You each have a gift. It can be used in missions. It can be used in so many different ways. Our job is to try to direct you there, help you see, and give you an opportunity. And we're going to do more of that in the years ahead. So let me just wrap it up and say, here's the bottom line. Every gift is important, but if you put those gifts together, they become divinely appointed. They become something more than just a gift for gab. They become divinely appointed, and they're used by God to build up Christ's holy church. Amen. All right, let's affirm uh, our faith by responding with our affirmation. Let us join together. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life and death, and life beyond death. God is with us. We're not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Offering, uh, if we want to receive our offering now, the ushers will come forward.
Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit, may they be yours this day and each day. Have a great week.